Hey everyone, welcome back to my happy place. This is the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with your host, me, Jewel Nicole. So before I get started, I have a question to ask you. And if I'm sounding a little, you know, grumpy or whatever, it's because I'm hungry and it's 5pm in the afternoon and I need to get something in my stomach. But hey, I'm recording a podcast episode while my food is being heated. So I have this question here. Have you ever read the acknowledgements in the back of a book? No, some of you may say never or even sometimes. So there's not really a right answer for this because I have never really read them either. I never really saw the need to write them. Actually, I never saw the need to read them. Then I read Tapping the Billionaire by Max Monroe and it was something I talked about earlier on the podcast I think journey to publish on one of those episodes and what happened was that I usually listen to audiobooks and so I listened to the audio version of Tapping the Billionaire and they had the acknowledgements as well too that I read and I think I'm going to be reading acknowledgements from this time on because I am seriously hooked. It's also a really super weird coincidence because I was listening to Jenna Kutcher's podcast, The Gold Digger, and she was saying that you should read the acknowledgements because a lot of work goes into it. So she had recently written a book and it's coming out in June and she talked about how much work goes into getting a book written and published and there's a lot of persons that are involved in the process and so definitely when you're giving thanks persons should read acknowledgements and I think I'm going to be doing that from now on. For my published authors out there you know that there are a lot of people that you have to thank um, and you want to make this section really interesting and really hilarious in order for persons to read it. Just a little tip that I'm going to be sharing with you. Make it something that persons are really interested in and it's as good as the book was. Also too, if you guys want other little tips like this, be sure to leave a review telling me exactly what you enjoyed about the show and I will share your review along with other tidbits that I have learned. Okay, now I'm done. Let's get into what we're talking about today and that is finding your audience points. I'm about to push some buttons up inside of here. Getting to know your readers, getting to know what makes your readers tick, what makes them happy, what their desires are, what their fears are, all these things that are preventing them from achieving their desires. We're going to be talking about that in today's episode. So whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, you need to know the answer to these questions. Especially as a fiction writer, I like to place a lot of attention on you guys because you know that not much persons pay attention to fiction writers. At least in my opinion, I don't find a lot of persons pay attention to fiction writers and how they can go about finding their audience pain points. Of course, what I'm discussing here can also apply to non-fiction writers, but my fiction writers are probably wondering how does knowing my audience desires help me with writing my book? How does having an idea of that really and truly help me to be a successful author. We're going to be talking about that in this episode. Remember that when you are 
writing, you're either creating an experience or you're creating an escape for your readers. Fiction writers especially, that's what you are creating. And so books and reading becomes the entertainment. It's a time to escape reality. It's a time to dive into a world that your characters live in. And it's really exciting. Persons read out of mere pleasure or comfort. And they use your stories to help them fantasize or daydream. And trust me when I tell you, I do the exact same thing. So identifying the pain points of your audience and writing a story that addresses the pain points allows the readers to relate and identify with your characters. So stick around to the end of this episode because I'm going to be showing you the how and why. And also too, I'm going to be sharing with you about 10 or more questions plus some bonus questions that you can ask your audience to give you a jump start in order to determine what you do, your audience needs, what their desires are, and what are their fears that prevents them from achieving these desires. We became writers because more than anything, we wanted to share our stories with the world. But the reality is, becoming a successful author requires more than brainstorming, outlining, and editing. We realized that without an audience, our books would never reach our readers' hands. So we have to take action. I'm Joanna Cole, and I'm on a mission to help you get your books visible and into readers' hands. To do that, we need to work together. You need to continue to write your story, and I will provide you with the strategies and resources you need to become the success you were meant to be. This episode is brought to you by my very own Target Reader Minicles. This program takes the guesswork out of finding your ideal readers. With only five modules, I help you as a writer find exactly who your readers are, where they hang out, and if the story you're writing will truly sell. At the end, you get to create your very own target reader character profile that's unique to you, which allows you to create promos and market your story the way you like. You only need to do the work once and can generate benefits from years to come. If you're currently writing a book and don't know who will read it, or you already have published but need more book sales, then sign up for the Target Reader mini course today. Course enrollment ends May 10th at 11.59pm. Head across to jewelspages.com forward slash mini course to enroll. Okay, so I like to start with myself, evaluating my reading habits and why I like to read. Why do I enjoy reading this genre the most? And also to what books I don't really enjoy reading. What genre just doesn't appeal to me. This is a simple exercise that I do and it's something I want you to try. So the first thing is to first find your reading habits. Now I myself will use myself as an example and I want you to do the same. Use yourself as an example and I promise that this is going to help you to determine why as a fiction writer you need to know your reader's pain points. Again, pain points are not anything too extravagant as you will see as this episode progresses. I've also created a PDF version of these questions so you can grab your copy at jewelspages.com forward slash 11. So my reading habits goes like this. I prefer audiobooks over all other books. But I like having a digital shelf just in case. And I love a physical shelf of books for aesthetic purposes mainly. I will faster skip through a digital book than read the entire thing. 
So as a reader and a consumer of fiction, if you want me to read the entire book, including the acknowledgements, then please provide an audio version when you are creating your book. When do I read? Mostly on work, when my hands are occupied. Now that changes based on the occupation and then I'll have to like make time to read and listen to audiobooks but mostly when my hand is occupied on work is when I choose to read books or listen to the audiobooks. Why do I like reading? It's like a detailed movie for me. I get transformed into the book, I get lost in it, I'm a very visual person and so once it is described to me, I can see the entire thing playing out in my mind. I remember a few months ago, I read a book and they had brought up a movie for it and I was just super excited about it. And as I sat and I looked at the movie, the same images that came into my mind when I listened to the audio version of the book was the same thing that was playing out right before my eyes. And I was just really, really giddy because my brain just worked so well and so so in sync with what I was seeing on the screen. So what type of books do I enjoy the most? I love some rom-com. I love romantic comedy. I love mafia and assassin romances. But honestly, I would choose rom-com over a mafia romance any day. And I love a good twisted psychological thriller. Rom-com and thrillers are probably on the same level for me. I have to be in the mood when it comes to choosing which book I'm going to read. But I just really, really love those genres. Now, knowing this, here's where you get to understand the why behind the types of books that your readers like to read. So when it comes to romance comedy, I love to laugh. I'm always laughing, I'm always telling jokes because I also love seeing other persons laughing. So I like to see persons happy. I'm a seriously really goofy person. I do really, really weird stuff. And I have no shame about it. I'm really happy about that. Everyone who I encounter, they can attest to the fact that throughout the day, I would have them laughing. I always say something that has somebody just really happy. And I like that. I also, too, have a very mischievous streak. So when it comes to the male protagonists in these romantic comedies, you know, when they're being all mischievous and they're trying all sorts of things to get this woman or they are just trying to ruffle her feathers, I am here for it, okay? Romance like, you know, friends to lovers and enemies to lovers, those things pique my interest. I love the whole drama before we actually fall in love. I love the whole scuffling even though we are in love. I'm just, I'm just here for it. And also too, I can relate to these characters because I have found myself in similar situations. You have found yourself, okay, you have been friends with someone for a long while and then you started liking them. So you understand how your characters feel. And it's, it's just a, it's just a whole scene that I really enjoy. When it comes to thrillers, however, I have a very dark past. I don't talk too much about it on this podcast or even just in general. But I do have a very dark past and I suffer from depression and anxiety along with other, you know, things. And so there's a side of me that really likes to see my characters suffer and go through similar experiences that I have gone through as well too because then I can relate to them. And I know that song's very morbid 
probably that you like to see Karata suffer, but as a psychological thriller writer, it's just one of the main events for me when I'm writing my book. I just love seeing that. And so when I read books like that, I actually get happy. It's probably not right. And I probably shouldn't be sharing it on this podcast, but that's just how it is. So I can relate to those characters and I really enjoy those books. So are you seeing how your fiction book can address desires of your readers? It doesn't have to be this complicated thing. Even small things can solve the pain points of your readers. Here's a simple point that you probably wouldn't even consider a pain point. So earlier I said I like audiobooks. Now this is totally probably off topic in that it's not about actually writing the book. But the pain point here is that I want more of my favorite authors to create an audio version of their book. So there are many books that I love and I would love to read, but there has not been an audio version. If there was an audio version, oh yeah, I would definitely read it. And so to solve that pain point, create an audio version, create a budget for the audio of the book, and then distribute that to readers. You're going to get a wider reach because a lot of persons listen to audiobooks, especially if you listen to podcasts, you most likely will listen to audiobooks. I listen to everything in audio. And so I will faster read a not so good book in audio than actually pick up a good book to read. I know that sounds really weird, but I would do it because sometimes I read just the pastime and sometimes I would read probably a not so good book. I'm just trying to read something that's probably in the background there. Um, I'm partially listening to it while I'm doing something and then there's times when I'm really into what I'm listening to. So create an audio version and I'm here for it. I would definitely read your book. The next thing, what genres don't I read? So of course, as you know, readers, we don't just read one thing, if you think about it. So I don't read sci-fi and I don't read fantasy. And I don't know if anyone can ever convince me to read sci-fi and fantasy. Your book could be seriously amazing. The cover could be inviting. The book could be exceptional. The other day I was on Facebook and someone sent the description of their book. It was sci-fi, I believe it was. And it was amazing. It was exceptional. And I would commend the person. I commend them. And I would even recommend the book because I know persons who like sci-fi. And I just wouldn't read it. And I have absolutely nothing against you. I have nothing against the author of the book or anything like that or even anything against your book sci-fi and fantasy is just not my genres um they really confuse me they really really do i like realistic fiction and the whole world building thing just sends me spiraling really this out of the world experience it's not for me so i would not read that and from those simple questions, simply evaluating myself, we did a simple breakdown and you find out a few pain points of a reader. And also too, when you examine yourself, you will see too that you have a lot in common with your readers. Some of the pain points that you experience as well are probably similar, if not the same to your readers. So the more you engage with your readers, the more you'll get to know them. And the more you get to know them, the better of a writer you become and even a better marketer as well too. 
Do you ever wish that you can know whether or not your book will be successful right from the beginning? Have you spent tons of money on ads or given away thousands of free copies to receive reviews but still haven't received any return on your investment? Or maybe you're trying to increase your sales on Amazon and you have no idea how. If you've been struggling to find readers for your book or you haven't written a book as yet and you're worried that it might not sell, there is only one solution. The Target Reader Book Marketing Mini Course by Joanna Cole. This course is a five-step framework that helps you to find your ideal readers and take the guessing out of the game. At the end of this course, you will identify exactly who wants your book, what market your book falls into, and what platforms your ideal readers are on and where you should be focusing. Whether you are a new writer, published author, self-published or traditionally published author, fiction or non-fiction, the Target Reader Book Marketing Mini Course can greatly benefit you. Time is limited and so are spaces. So head across to jewelspaces.com forward slash mini course to sign up today. See you on the inside. So besides the personal questions that I talked about earlier, here's another few questions that you can add to the list. So you can add those questions that we talked about earlier so you can examine yourself as a reader. But also too, I'm going to give you some additional questions that you could add to your list. Remember that you don't need to write these down. I have a free PDF sheet that you can grab. Head across to jewelspeed.com forward slash 11 and you can grab that PDF. So the first thing here is allow your audience to pick a genre. You probably could tell them, okay, what do they rather read? Romance or mystery or probably sci-fi or fantasy. And this is a great question if you like writing two genres, but you don't know which one to start writing first. And so you can let your audience decide for you by telling them, okay, what genre do you prefer to read? A second thing is what's your favorite troupe in this genre? So whatever genre it may be, you have particular troops that come along with that genre that you definitely need to know. And so for instance, in romance, we have tropes like enemies to lovers and then we have things like friends to lovers and you have bad boy romance and mafia romance and billionaire romance and coming of age romance and uh, a lot of other types of tropes so you can ask persons what is their favorite trope within that particular genre that you are writing a third question that i genuinely like is what are three things on your bucket list Knowing what your readers would like to do before they die, it does give you some insight into who they are as people. And also too, you would be really fascinated by the different persons in your audience, your readers and what they want to do, what their goals are and, you know, things that they want to achieve in life. And you can probably also to relate to them as well. Another question that you can ask your audience is what's your version of the perfect date night? Okay, when I read romance books, I'm always looking for those days that are under the stars, the picnics on the mountains, and I also too like unique days that are specifically tailored for that person that the person is dating. So I like it when the man really gets to understand or know something about the female character that he's dating. And to just tailor a date that is specifically for that person. That just swoons me. I'm just like, yes, this man knows this woman. And so it appears in my inner soul. I love it also too when my characters appreciate fresh air because I can relate. I love fresh air. If you have to carry me out on a date, 
do not carry me to a restaurant. I'm not a restaurant person. I don't like being in restaurants. I cannot even have food that is not, you know, home cooked. So I am, a restaurants just do not appeal to me. I love fresh air days. I live in the country. I am from the country. I have been born in the country. And so I love the country. And if you're carrying me anywhere for a date, please carry me to a mountaintop picnic or a date under the stars or just a chill on the shore of the beach. Like that's that's my idea of perfect date nights. And so this gives you an idea of what your readers are looking for. And so if you have your book and you're writing your book and you have the dates going on in your book, you would know what dates to include. What's the perfect date night for your readers? And you can include that and then persons can relate and they'll be like, oh, you know, it's all swoon worthy and everything. That's if you're writing a romance. You can also do it with um, like mystery as well too. It's pretty easy to do that with that as well too. But we're mostly talking about romance here. Another question that I think that you should definitely ask your audience is what is one thing you want or wanted to do or accomplish before 30? So if your audience is over 30, so it's wanted to accomplish before 30. And then if they're, you know, before 30, then what is something they want to accomplish? And so what happens is that we all have goals and sometimes we reach them and then other times we don't get to achieve them. And so you can ask your audience that so you can get an idea of what their desires and their goals are. And then if they haven't achieved those goals, you can follow up with a question such as, why haven't you done that? Or, you know, are you still going to do that? Things like that to just get to know your audience better. At the bookstore or online, this is the next question. So at the bookstore or online, what's the first thing you check for when choosing a book to read? Do you check for the cover, the blurb, the author, the title, or the images? So what exactly does guarantee that you're going to buy this book? What's your your buying decision marker, whatever the name is? What, what really moves that needle for you to buy a book? And this is another reason why I tell you as writers, when it comes to writing a book, persons judge a book by its cover, even though persons say don't do that, they do, which means that you have to have fonts, images, and even the entire blurb, the entire the way the book looks must be in harmony with the genre that you're writing. And so when your readers go to the bookstore or online, they are looking for particular things in a book to make them decide whether or not they're going to buy your book and also too if you evaluate yourself too you would see that you have bought books probably because of the cover and then also too you would buy books because of the writers you know this person writes really well and you would read anything from them you also too would buy books because of what the description is so even mimicking your own buying habits while you buy a book can also help you to understand why readers would also to buy your book Another question that you can ask is, why do you read books? So that's a great question. A lot of persons read books for entertainment. I read books for entertainment and pleasure. Um, Others read books to be inspired. So if you are in a writing rut, you can read a book to get inspired and to get ideas and stuff like that. And then others read it to be educated. So probably they don't read a fiction rally, but they would read like lead generation books and nonfiction books and self-help books, self-development books, 
so that they can be educated to become a better person and have a better life. So what's the purpose for reading books? When you know why your readers read books and it's not for pleasure or entertainment as a fiction writer, they read books for education, then probably that's the wrong audience you're trying to attract. Um, because reading and truly fiction writing, I'm not saying that you can't learn anything from it, but a lot of persons who read fiction is because that's entertainment and that's pleasurable, that's their leisure reading. So you want to make sure that you understand exactly why your audience is reading this particular book or these types of books. Okay, ask your audience also too, what's the biggest challenge you face at work? Probably your readers are not fond of their job. You know, um, a lot of persons are not fond of their job. And so they probably could relate to the characters in your book if they hate their job as well. So they'd be like, yes, I am really, I can really relate to that person. I remember when I was working for the factory about two days ago. And I was working in the fashion industry. I talked about this. And it's a real difficult job. You have to reach the factory at 7 a.m. And you work until 4. And it's, it's just... It was just draining. I worked there for a little bit, but I really wanted to leave when I got to leave, and I'm really happy about that. But if I read a book with someone who is going through the same work struggles, I can totally relate to what that character is going through because I went through the same thing. So find out if your readers like their job, and if they don't, follow up with the question, what about their job makes them dislike it? Is it the boss? Is it the work? Is it the fact that they don't have any freedom? What is it? that they don't like about their job. Okay, if you choose one job to do for the rest of your life, what would it be? So one thing that you can do day in, day out, what would it be? Um, as humans, we are multi-passionate. We do get tired and, you know, we get bored after a while from doing the same thing over and over and over and over. So if you think that you wouldn't get bored, if you think that, hey, I can do this for the rest of my life, what exactly would that be? That's going to give you some insight into what your audience likes to do on a regular or daily basis. And next question, what methods are the best form communication for you? So it's going to help you understand how your audience uses social media. So you may be on Facebook and you're trying to attract your audience on Facebook, but they don't use Facebook or they don't use Facebook the way you think, you know, Facebook should be used. Um, Maybe they use it for just scrolling through to, you know, probably check out what their family is doing. And here you are talking about your books and stuff like that. And they're not interested in that. Facebook is probably the place where they go to check up on their family. So knowing exactly what's the best form of communication, published through email or Instagram, understanding how your audience is using different social medias and understanding exactly what social medias you're using is going to help you to determine their pain points. And this is also something too I really discuss in the Target Reader mini course because you need to know where your audience are, where they hang out and exactly what they're doing when they're online on that platform. You don't want to show up on an entertainment platform and start selling services. It doesn't work like that. So you need to know where they hang out and what they do. And so in the Target Reader Mini course, we talk about that and I show you different ways in which you can figure out where your audience hangs out and how you can go about finding out their pain points, identifying who 
your ideal readers are. So, another question is, if you could outsource one thing in your life, what would it be? Now, I know what I like to outsource, and I said one thing, I know, but I'm going to relate three things. Definitely cleaning for me, although I use cleaning as a way to get inspired, but I have cleaning, I have cooking, cooking is another thing I use to get inspired as well too, and I also too have social media. Like, I probably would stick on social media because I am... not the person to probably come to for social media advice. I like to be social on social media and I like to be social on my own timing. So I'm not exactly the person to come to if you're looking for advice on how to stay. But I wouldn't say I know how to stay consistent in social media. It's just I am not a fan of social media. So I like to be social and that's it. I post pictures and I feel happy about it. And if I don't want to post a picture today, I'm not going to do it. So Finding out what is one thing that they can outsource in their life is going to help you understand what your readers, you know, don't find as important or they probably find they shouldn't be doing this. Okay, now my belly is growling because it's hungry, but I'm almost done, right? Another question would be, what takes the most time in your day to do that you would like to streamline? So we all spend too much time on something that we probably didn't want to spend so much time on or we wish we didn't have to. What is that thing? What would you change about your life, if anything? So what regrets do you have in life? Do you regret drinking that second bottle of soft drink? And that's why, you know, I don't know, you have extra calories added. I don't know. So what is that thing that you would like to change in your life? If there's anything that you want to change, you know, what regrets do you have? What is preventing you from hitting your desired outcome or goals? So what do you think is preventing you? A lot of times we know exactly what is preventing us. And we know that, oh, if we just stop watching Netflix for, you know, a bit, we would be able to get that piece of thing done. You know, so what is exactly that's preventing you from hitting that goal? What what do you think it is? What would you spend additional budget on if you were given the opportunity? So if you had probably more money than you have right now, or I don't know, 10 times that amount or whatever, what is it that you're going to spend that additional money on? What is it? I know definitely it's be tech. I am a tech guru. I love tech. And I, I I go crazy over tech. I really, really love technology. And if it was up to me, I would have a phone, a tablet, an iPad, a computer, a laptop. Yeah, probably two, two CPUs, one for gaming and then one for business. I am, I am a tech fanatic. And so... I can have absolutely, I don't need a TV or anything, just just a big screen monitor and my entire gadgets in my office. And that's me, and I would spend additional budget on that. Everyone is different, so what would you spend additional budget on? So if I am reading a book and the guy has these amazing tech tools, I am crazy for it. Uh, even if I'm reading a book and a female character does has like has those things, or she has like gadgets... I'm just like, oh my god, I'm bamboozled. So, 
you get me hooked by reading that, by writing that, and then I'll read that book, I'll be hooked, and then that's, everything else is history for me, right? Okay, next question. When reading this particular genre, whatever genre that may be, what instantly turns you off from continuing that book? So we need to know that because when we are writing our book, we need to make sure that no one is leaving because or stop reading because, you know, this is a particular thing that turned them off. We need to make sure of that. What trope in this particular genre do you like most? So when I'm reading romance, one of the tropes that I love is enemies to lovers. I love enemies to lovers and I would always go for an enemies to lovers book over any other book. But I also too, I like assassin romance. I would go for an assassin romance as well too. So what is a trope in the genre that you like? Find out what your readers like, what their tropes are. What trope in this particular genre do you like the least? So what is not, you know, you're not a big fan of? I see that a lot of persons are not a fan of friends to lovers and they would choose enemies to lovers over friends to lovers. And I just love a friends to lovers because, you know, you can relate to that character. But what is the genre, what is the trope that they love the least? What are your favorite tropes in this particular genre? So they have what they like least, what they like the most. And then there's probably a list of things that you probably would look for in a particular genre. Do you know H-E-A is a trope? Happily Ever After? Yes, that's a trope in romance. So a lot of persons don't read romances because there's not a Happily Ever After. So if you're writing a romance book, just know that Happily Ever After is like a trope that must have in a romance book. I don't read books that one of the characters dies in romances. Give me a thriller, I'll do that. But um, not, not in a romance book. I'm not here for that. So the last question I think that it's really important is what genre do you read beside this particular genre? Whatever genre that may be. So many readers, they are multi-passionate. If you examine yourself, you're going to see that you too do not read one genre only. You probably enjoy a few genres and then you probably enjoy a few sub-genres. So again, romance. I love a romantic comedy, but the sub-genre of romance is romantic comedy, assassin romance, mafia romance, billionaire romance. I read all those and I love them. But then also too, I read a totally different genre, which is the mystery thriller, suspense, psychological thriller stuff. And I am here for it as well too. And I would read those and I would just read and read those as well too. So I read multiple genres. So your readers do the same thing too. They read multiple genres. So then you need to find out what other genres they enjoy besides the genre that you write. So it gives you an idea of the reader as a holistic person. I hope that makes sense. So when I'm reading, I'm always in the mood for either a mystery thriller or a romance comedy. And then there's like the subgenres within comedy that I enjoy. So those are the, actually the two genres I probably read. Romance and thriller. And that's about it. What I want you to do is that I want you to remember that these are just starter questions. And that you can create your own. Don't forget, there is a free PDF sheet, jewelspages.com forward slash 11. You can grab it there. And I want you to take these questions. Two things I want you to do with these questions. First, I want you to get really creative on how you ask your audience to do these questions. So this is your action step. 
okay? Get really creative on how you're gonna ask these questions. So if you're gonna use social media polls, there are the polls, there are the stickers, and there are the engagement tools that you can use, and you can ask these questions. Also too, you can use quizzes and surveys to find out your audience pain points. And then also too, you can throw giveaways and you can have your audience participate. Probably they can win something at the end when they participate and answer your questions. That's the first thing I want you to do, get creative. The second thing is to actively listen. So when your readers are telling you this is what they enjoy, I want you to actively listen to what your readers are saying. And as you actively listen, write down the answers and then follow up with additional questions that's gonna help you to understand your readers better. And so you're gonna know what additional questions to follow up with if you have asked these questions and based on the responses that you have gotten. What is the reason for finding your audience pain points, especially as fiction writers? It helps you become a better writer. You get to deliver exactly what your readers want when they read your book. You're creating expectations and then you're delivering on those expectations on point. You'll create the experience or the escape that they are craving, the thing that makes them come back for more, the thing that makes them stay on your email list, the thing that makes them stay in your community, and the thing that makes them tell every single person they know about you and what you write. So, you have your starter questions, plus you have a whole lot of motivation to go and start asking those right questions. Are you ready? My work here is done. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. You know, I really do appreciate it. I really get giddy when I see how many persons have tuned into the show. And it just makes my heart rejoice. I'm actually documenting it to see at the end of the year what the journey was like. So I'm documenting that. So thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to leave a review. Let me know what you enjoyed about today's episode. And of course, I will talk to you guys next week. Until then, happy writing. You were listening to the Books, Blogs, and Business podcast show with Joe Nicole. All resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes of this episode. Share this episode with your favorite social media platform and tag me. By doing so, you will help many of your other fellow writers to learn how they can get their books visible and into readers' hands. And one more thing, head across to your favorite podcast player and leave Books, Blogs, and Business a review so that I can know how much you really love the show. I'm Joe Nicole, and until next week, keep writing!